0: Alright, so first things first, I want to thank everybody out there that's taking the time out of their day to listen to us do it up here on the fourth episode of Gridiron Fights on the Say What You Like Sports Podcast, and also to those who are enjoying the visual effects, the player highlights here on YouTube, you guys are in for a good one because we are about to debate perhaps the greatest NFL debate in recent memory, T.O. or Randy Moss, who was the best wide receiver of their era, I, Philip Enriquez, you can follow me on Twitter at SayWhatYouFeel, will be making the case for the freak Randy Moss as the greatest wide receiver of their era, while the man to my left, Mr. Eric Hernandez, and you can follow him at Hernandez86Eric, will be representing the opposition by repping one T.O. Terrell Owens. So, Eric, why don't you start us
1: off by giving us a little background on T.O.? Sure. Now, T.O. Terrell Terrell Owens. Yeah. (laughs) Drafted in 96, third-round pick 89 out of the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga by the San Francisco 49ers. So not a big-name school, late-round pick, you know, something to be said about that.
0: Right, right, you know, humble beginnings and made it to the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, in that time he has played 15 years with five different teams, Frisco, Philly, Dallas— Buffalo and Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, and, and the same can be said. A lot of people really, you know, try to throw a downer on To for playing for five different teams. Like, why didn't anybody want to keep him? But Moss played for that exact same number of teams. So the same can be said for Randy Moss. A uh, little background on Randy Moss: the six foot four wide receiver out of Marshall University. He was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year and the Fred Belitnikoff Award winner in '97. He's a two time All American in '96 and '97. And then, headed over into the NFL, he was drafted 21st overall in the first round by the Minnesota Vikings, but the more interesting fact really is the Cowboys passed on Moss with the 8th overall pick by taking Greg Allis, the defensive end, out of North Carolina. We'll get to that a little bit later, but let's get this thing going. Let's start some player comparisons, but before we do, I got to ask you a question, man. Yes. You ready to get Mossed? ain't happening. (laughs) Let's do this. So... Let's compare the resumes. You want to talk a little bit about the resumes?
1: Yes. So for, you know, T.O., who, like I said, played 15 years, was a six-time Pro Bowl selection, five-time All-Pro during his career. His two best years are, in my opinion, the 01 San Francisco 49ers season where he had 93 receptions, 1,400-plus yards, 16 touchdowns, and the 07 Dallas season, 81 receptions, 1,350-plus yards, and 15 touchdowns. He had one Super Bowl appearance with Philly, nine catches on 14 targets for 222 yards on a broken freaking ankle.
0: Right, right. We all remember the lore of the hyperbaric chamber. Uh, and, yes. And all those. those I remember yeah. the, the days leading and, up to and that And he Super broke
1: Bowl. that, I think, week 15 or 16 right, of the Right, Roy Williams, the horse collar. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Why, that's the Roy Williams, Williams the rule because yeah. of that tackle. Now, he's infamous for... Our teams. He's brought, famous and infamous for our teams. Yeah. He brought us joy and scratched our head at the same yeah, time with this guy. I, no doubt. I mean, he his moment that standing on the star is iconic for both teams. Right. You know, um, and you look at him, he helped finally, if you're a 49ers fan, he helped finally beat Green Bay during the late 90s where it felt like you right. could never get past home, green, and far. The catch part too. Yes. You know, so when you look at Randy Ma, excuse me, when you look at Terrell Owens, all time, great. You know, he is fifth, fifth in touchdowns, third in all-time receiving receptions, and eighth, excuse me, third in all-time receiving yards, and eighth in all-time receptions.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you can't argue either of these two receivers' numbers. Looking at the resumes, T.O., you know, he has five all-pros, To Moss's four, which to me, I think the all-pros always carry a little bit more weight Nowadays, than, the, than the pro Bowl. Yeah. The 1,000-yard seasons, Moss edges him out by one. Double-digit touchdown seasons. Moss edges him out by one, uh, nine to eight over Owens. The stats that I kind of wanted to hit you with, though, were a little bit more specialized of a stat, but they tell a tale. 100 reception seasons, Moss has two to Owens as one. And th- the one that really pops out to me is the 15-plus touchdown season. Moss has four, where Owens has two. And, and that's great to hit 15 touchdowns twice. In a season, before, it's is like it's Jerry Rice level.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's what Moss was. When you look at the the what the difference is between these two is Moss was a nuclear weapon. Right. Moss was run it deep, and we're gonna throw it. I wouldn't be surprised if those two touchdown those touchdown seasons came with excuse me for Moss came with uh, Culpepper and with Brady. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure right. most of those came yes. with them too. Yes, he just ran down the field. And when we get into their specialties is where you see, yeah, a guy like Moss who was faster, long strider, completely hard stop. You're just going to tell him run down the field. We're going to go route, yeah, yeah. and we're going to throw it up. And yeah. if we have a quarterback with an arm, he's going to throw it it's to you. It's going to work. Yes. Whereas you look at T.O., T.O.'s a technician. T.O.'s right. going to set you up. Moss never had to worry about setting anybody up. And that's why you can see you know, why T.O. always took care of himself, always in shape, because he had to. Because Tio wasn't blessed with some of the natural gifts Moss was given as far as speed, length, height, can jump. You know, Tio is right. physically strong. Right. Physically very strong. Tio
0: put the work in in the gym. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, and so, and both were kind of designed for what they were supposed to do. You know, again, Owens coming to San Francisco, part of the West Coast offense, built around timing, precision, slants across the middle. The one thing where Moss... You know, you never really saw a lot of a Moss was going across the middle. No. If he was across the middle, it's because he was behind everybody across right. the middle. Right, right. Deep across yeah, the middle. Yeah, deep, yeah, deep, deep. Yeah. You know, that's normally when a safety is chasing after him as he's running across. Right. Whereas, you know, Owens could go, you know, and the famous one is when his first year in Philly, you know, after the debacle with the trade with the Ravens where, you know, Ray Lewis was waiting for him. He takes a slant in the red zone. He takes a shot from Ray Lewis, who was the most feared linebacker at the time. It doesn't even affect him. He walks in the end zone, does Ray Lewis's dance. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, and that's T.O. in a nutshell. Just just somebody that was ultra-driven, ultra-determined, and ready to prove you wrong. Yeah. He wanted to prove Ray Lewis wrong. and For sure, man. Um, But looking at some more of the statistics, when you look at the games, Owens played 219 games to Moss's 218. So just a one-game advantage. So basically, these numbers are, are pretty fair. It's only a one game difference here. Yeah. Um receptions though, man, your your boy Owens.
1: That and that's what kind of it speaks to the offense is that, you know, you could get you never had to worry about like, oh, I, I can only give it to him deep. Could TO catch deep? Yeah. There are plenty right. of highlights, plenty of things you see, especially with McNabb, you know, right. I think more than almost anybody else, McNabb had maybe a stronger arm than Romo and Garcia, where he just flings it in the air. Right. TO's running down the field. I think my argument with that is that it showed you can he can catch deep, maybe not to the extent that Moss could, but he could also catch slants, digs, comebacks, and when he caught the ball, it was dangerous. He caught the ball and that proves it with the you know receptions. You always looked for TO. Right,
0: and TO has a thousand seventy-eight receptions for his career while Moss is at nine
1: eighty-two. That's the big between the, the all-time their statistics all time that's the biggest gap we see you know right. in touchdowns they're close in yards they're close but the fact that I knew on third and six I could get it to him now right. I can throw it to, to Moss and yeah maybe I'll get it but I know I can it's get a lower something. percentage
0: play though it's a big play but yeah the Moss plays a lower percentage exactly play. right so definitely for sure Moss is behind Owens' all-time in yards by about 700 yards. T.O. has 15,934 to Moss's 15,292. Moss does have him on touchdown slightly, just by three, 156 to 153. The catch percentage for T.O. is 2% higher, going 58 to 56. But the yards per catch, Moss has the edge at 15.6 to 14.8, and that's just a testament T.O. Moss being the greatest deep threat, in my opinion, of all time. And that includes Jerry Rice. Nobody can take the ball deep and do the things that he did with his agility, with his leaping ability, with his size, with his speed. It was a perfect combination. He was the ultimate deep threat. So I think those numbers speak to that. And um, what I want to kind of hit on next is the peak of these two wide receivers' careers. I went ahead and I looked up the career highs, and Moss... Pretty much has T.O. beat across the board. T.O., Owens, has um, 100 receptions in O2. And Moss had 111 receptions in O3. So he beats him there. Uh, receiving yards, Owens had 1,451 in 2000, while Moss had 1,632 in O3. And what matters, scoring that ball... Owens' career high in touchdowns for a season is 16-01, while Moss, in 2007, that Patriots year with Tom Brady, broke the NFL record, Jerry Rice's NFL record of 22. Moss had 23-07. And that really shows me something, because you're able to break one of Jerry Rice's records. I mean, he's so far ahead of everybody else in the game in wide receivers, and Moss can at least claim that one.
1: Moss can, but I'll say this. It helps having a GOAT lead the way. And you have to and this is what another thing that you know we both talked about was quarterbacks. Who threw these guys the ball? Because these guys can't throw the balls to themselves. So yes, that twenty-three touchdowns in 07 is eye-popping and statistical amazement. But you had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all times during the greatest peak of their all times. You know, and, and you look at it like that, like T O never got to play with the greatest. He never got to play like I would say with like a Favre when Favre was in his peak. You right. know, Moss got, the. we got to see Moss at his fullest with the best quarterback. You know, we never really got that with T.O.T. He had good quarterbacks. He had borderline great quarterbacks. Well, Steve
0: Young's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, yeah, but he had him towards <laughs> the end. Right. We're not
1: talking about them really, you know, Steve Young played him. It was, the majority was Garcia and right. Romo and McNabb. Right. And, you know, Carson Palmer. We never had that. And, I mean, it's as much as I love Steve Young, favorite quarterback, it's still Tom Brady. You know, yeah, there's no denying it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, the weapons that they had helped Moss.
0: Yeah. I mean, but look, you look at it on the other side, the quarterbacks that Moss played with Randall Cunningham. I mean, he revitalized this dude's career. This this dude was balling out in Philadelphia in the late 80s, early 90s. And then he straight disappeared until Moss showed back up on the scene in 98. And, you know, then you see Cunningham back in the Pro Bowl, back to being an all pro. Dante Culpepper was a three-time Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, the league leader in touchdowns in 2000 because of Randy Moss. What did he do in Miami? Where did he even go after Miami? I couldn't tell you. You know, but with with Moss, Dante Culpepper was a legit quarterback, MVP candidate kind of guy. I don't really want to talk too much about the Raider years. You know, Kerry Collins, Mark Can't win them all. (laughs) Yeah, no, can't win them all for sure. Tuya Sasopo, Aaron Brooks at the end of his days. Andrew Walter, some dark times in Oakland. Um, But like you said, man, what happened when he played with the GOAT, the Hall of Famer, Tom Brady? I mean, these guys set records together.
1: And I agree, but then we can also look at Jeff Garcia's career with T.O. We can look at Donovan McNabb. Why did T.O. go to Donovan McNabb? Why was T.O. so important? Because all the time they said, Philly needs a wide receiver, McNabb needs someone. The minute they get one, they go to the Super Bowl. Right, it put him over the top. Because
0: Philadelphia was always a contender. They were yeah. in the NFC Championship you, like three straight times. Three straight times, yeah. but just couldn't get over that hump. But yeah. You know, but the funny thing is, they, they sort of did get over that hump without Teal because he only played in the Super Bowl that game.
1: Yes. But like he still got them the 14 2, number one seed. He did. He did. So, I mean, they were able to finally get through. Who knows if they would have had the record to get through without him? I mean, one of his best years is there. Probably his third best year behind the San Francisco one and the Dallas one. Dallas's best year in a very long time. Came with T O when Romo emerged. Right. Yeah. You know, they were the beast. number one seed. I correct me if I'm wrong. They hosted the Giants that year. They were dominant on yeah, offense. They were. And you see these quarterbacks have the now when TO and I think it's fair to talk about these two. There's a negative connotation to these two. I right. I think and you're right when we talked about this prior. In the time they were both treated equally. Nowadays I think Moss is treated a little bit more fair. Than T.O. is, and it, some of it is maybe Tio's fault, but T.O. always felt if he could have just stayed the path with any one of these quarterbacks, whether it was McNabb or Romo or even Garcia, that he could have had his statistics would have improved because he wore out his welcome, and he did. and right. and he could never kind of manage that, and that is the one knock on him. Some of it is his fault, some of it isn't his fault. Um. But at the end of the day, I always felt like if you look at the potential of what he had, if he could have stayed the course with them, he would have eclipsed Moss's numbers that you were able to prove earlier. It is just that after two, three years, whether it was Dallas or Philly or San Francisco, (laughs) you know.
0: And the same can be said for Moss. I mean, really, outside of when he hit the ground running in his first six seasons, Moss in his first six seasons had... Over 8,000 yards and 77 touchdowns in just his first six seasons. I mean, that's in counting of uh, his rookie year, which many NFL scouts believe that wide receivers have the toughest transition to the NFL. Yeah. And Moss had perhaps his greatest season as a rookie, arguably. Yeah. I mean, he hit the, like I said, he hit the ground running. Um, nothing is more evident than on that Thanksgiving day, the stat line against the Cowboys. Like I said, the Cowboys failed to draft Randy Moss in that draft. And they paid the price in the late 90s because he basically put the nail in the coffin for the 90s Cowboys dynasty. I mean, that, that, that game, three receptions, 163 yards, and three touchdowns, 51 yards, 56 yards, and 56 yards. And he drew a 50-yard PI in a 46-36 win. I mean, Troy Aikman was balling out that game, 455 passing yards. Emmett Smith was doing his thing. But they just could not keep up the pace with a player like Randy Moss in his rookie year. I mean, it's yeah. impressive.
1: And I think that's one thing where you look at the difference between them, where Moss was able to hit the ground running, whereas Teo it took time. I mean, he's behind, yeah. you know, J.J. Stokes. He's behind the GOAT, you know. Right. So it took time. But that, you know, that iconic game against the Packers in the playoffs where he went off and he finally, you know, he hit that post. And he scored that touchdown. It's an iconic moment. It's called the catch two for a reason. That was kind of them exercising some demons. And when you look at what T.O. could do, you know, I feel like T.O. is the guy that I can build any offense around. And and I feel like I have this connotation where like T.O. had issues outside. He wore his, he wore teams thin with him. Whereas Moss, you know, he always got accused of taking plays off. You know, there's there's a great image of him with the jump ball. And Peanut Tillman from the Bears, who's like a foot smaller than him, just out jumps him. <laughs> like, that shouldn't happen. And I feel like you always had to worry if Randy Moss was checked in. When Randy Moss was checked in, he was deadly. Tio may have been a malcontent, but T.O. was always checked in.
0: Right, yeah. Th- nobody questions, did Tio ever play hard on the field? Yeah. But, you know, I think I think some of the Moss, uh, the, the Moss perceptions are, are a little bit off base because, you know, the comments, I play when I want to play – those, I think, have always been taken out of context. I mean, he made the comments uh, as a response to a line of questions on what motivates him on the field. So I, I believe Moss said that more like, I can motivate myself as opposed to needing Dennis Green to motivate me or needing Chris Carter to coach me on. I'll play when I'm ready. I-, I will do it on my own kind of thing. And I think it was always taken just a little bit out of the, out of context. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You know. Um, but again... Randy Moss, when I, when I look at this dude The advantage I feel he has on Owens He has superior playoff numbers You look at the stats 10 touchdowns to 5 Higher yards per catch 18.1 yards per catch in the playoffs That's amazing, 18.1 With 10 touchdowns That's, it's, it's great Like I mentioned 40 uh, plus yard receptions Moss hasn't beat 78 to 64 And I, I do think that says something for Owens Because he wasn't Quite that deep threat outside of those Philadelphia years where, you know, McNabb had the arm to throw it 40 plus yards down the field consistently. But I'm just telling you, man, the way that Randy Moss, even as a rookie, had already revolutionized not just the deep passing game, but basically eliminated cover one, cover zero. You had to have two safeties deep anytime Randy Moss was on the field. I mean, the Tampa 2 defense grew in popularity. Partly because a player like Randy Moss. So I just think the way he revolutionized the game, the way defensive backs such as Champ Bailey and Daryl Rivas both consider him the toughest cover in their careers, I just think that, that Moss, man, he, he's the man. And, and I will get to, to what you were saying where, you know, he took plays off, but have you ever heard of Muhammad Ali? You ever heard of the rope a dope? You don't think Moss wasn't roping a couple dopes? You know, <laughs> hey, I'll run this this play. You know, half speed once or twice, and then f- full speed on the next when they're not expecting it, and that's six.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you look at what Ma- Moss is—the knockout punch. Moss is the over-the-top right. hook, knock you out. But man, when you look at what Tio's a vicious body shot, and he wore guys out. Right. Let me tell you something: corners, linebackers, safeties. If he if Tio got the ball. You had to tackle him. That was as a tall order, you know. Oh yeah. And, and his ability. If, if to you're if you're a defensive back, you don't want to see T O. Yeah, yeah. A- and I think that as the game changed, and you said he did revolutionize the game, but there are there were ways, you know, because you knew where he was going. Now stopping Moss when you even though you knew where he was going was gonna be difficult. Right. But you didn't know where T O was going. Yeah. You know, no. you didn't know. He Could beat you in different ways. Yeah, and he could beat you at different levels of the field. He, you never ever. We're afraid of, you know, having to deal with Moss across the middle. But T.O. was one of those guys who could catch the ball. You know, he had some issues later on. Physical, strong, good in the running game. You know, he was a complete wide receiver, you know. And he could do. That's, I think, the the difference. He could do what Moss could do. Maybe not at the level. Like, if I asked T.O. in his prime, go run goal routes. You know, I don't feel like I'm at a disadvantage having him run a go route if I have the quarterback to get him the ball. Whereas if I asked Randy Moss, hey, you know what? They're going to play this coverage. We're going to need you to go across the middle 10, 12 times. Am I going to get the same result that TL would give me across the middle? You know, and I think that that speaks to it. There's a reason why Moss's receptions are lower by almost 100 Get his yards and everything are so close is because you just threw it up to him. Right. But could you count on him in the middle if you're in the end zone? Yeah, you could throw a jump ball, but every once in a while, if he's not interested in that jump ball, you know, you have a corner that can get him. Whereas T.O., I never felt like in the end zone, T.O. would be afraid or T.O. would would slow down or anything. i say Moss would, but I know T.O. wouldn't.
0: Right. I I can't argue with that for sure. It's just that, you know – When you weigh these two out, like, what's more worth it? Because Owens, man, I mean, he threw basically almost everybody he played with or played for under the bus. He threw Jeff Garcia under the bus. When they asked if he was gay, he said, well, if it looks like a rat, if it smells like a rat, guess what? He's probably a rat. You know, I mean, he threw Mariucci under the bus, McNabb, Roma, Witten for being BFFs and not getting him involved in enough of the offense. I mean, everywhere he went, it ended bad. And, and the same can be said from Moss. But, I mean, I just feel like even Moss was given away for draft picks. Owens was straight out cut, even including in Dallas. One season after uh, signing that four-year, $34 million deal, he was released. Like, we just couldn't deal with him anymore as an organization, no matter how productive he was on the field. And I look at things like this, uh, the 99 wild card game, the final nail in the coffin for the Dallas Cowboys. He had six receptions, 127 yards, and one touchdown against the Cowboys. And that was the last playoff game the Cowboys played in the 90s. It was all downhill from there. Michael Irvin got injured, Troy Aikman retired, and Smith went to the Cardinals. And it was Randy Moss that showed the Cowboys, like, you fucked up. You messed up by not drafting me because you could have continued this dynasty just like the Niners continued their dynasty from the 80s into the 90s. But we messed up. And it was because... We missed out on a player of Randy Moss's caliber. And even the next, uh, the next week, he played the eventual Super Bowl champions, the greatest show on turf. He did nine receptions, 188 yards, and two touchdowns. And his postseason QB was Jeff George. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing to me. I mean, that's probably one of the greatest postseasons of all time comparable to a postseason of Jerry Rice, who played with guys like Montana and Young. Yeah. And you got Jeff George, and he's putting up Rice numbers.
1: Well, I mean, let's give Jeff George credit for one thing. If I told Jeff George, throw it eighty yards. That dude in uh, <laughs> the dude wearing uh, eighty one, he'll go down there and catch it.
0: And right. The
1: dude wearing eighteen, he'll go down there and catch it. The dude wearing eighty, he'll go down there and catch it. That's all Jeff George Jeff George said, give me a number and I'll just I'll throw it to that I, guy. I'll throw it there. Yeah. Right. And when you look at okay, speaking of that, can you tell me the last time you really thought when I said name a great San Francisco wide receiver? It's gonna be T O the most recent. You can't name any great one. We talk about how the Cowboys yeah. messed up by tr- by not drafting Moss. The bigger mistake is you already had T.O. And he already proved he was great, you know? Yeah. And you let him go for nothing. Right. And to this day, there is not a single receiver that even comes close to him in San Francisco. From that day he left till now, nobody's been able to even... Come close to him. They've
0: never really had a solid top 10, number you, one wide receiver. Exactly.
1: And you had not the second coming, but the next chapter to, well, to Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice himself. Yeah. I mean, bottom line, he had yeah. to go. Yeah, and, and, and so you let that go, you know, and they have never been able to. And you look at a motivated T.O. with quarterbacks who weren't named Tom Brady, and those quarterbacks had some of their best years. McNabb had one of his best years throwing the ball his first year with T.O. When Romo kind of got his feet under him, his first big year, one of his best years with T.O. Yeah. You know? And we always talk about these. You know, there's a lot of big receivers that come through the through the NFL, and we check, oh, he's like T.O. Nobody's like T.O. There's nobody like Moss, I'll give you that. But there is nobody like Terrell Owens, you know? Yeah, regardless, these two, like I said, they're probably the two
0: most physically gifted wide receivers of all time. I think they're probably – Commonly ranked number two and number three behind only Jerry Rice. Yes. But to give like my closing arguments on why I believe Moss is, you know, slightly the better receiver, why I have to give Moss the nod is one, like I mentioned before, he's undeniably the greatest deep threat the game has ever seen. Changed the way defense is played. At the peak of his career, I can argue that he is surpassing jerry rice at a certain small points in time not for the longevity rice is the goat undeniably but at certain points in time i can say yeah i can put moss right there with rice where i'm not so sure i can do that with to i really think that what, what truly in the end makes my mind up for randy moss over terrell owens is that if i had to do a gridiron fights between moss and rice i can score a few punches it's an uphill battle. I'm going to lose. Rice is the GOAT, but I can make some points. I can take the touchdown record that Moss owns over Jerry Rice. I can take the yards per catch that Moss owns over Jerry Rice. The explosive plays that Moss owns over Jerry Rice. Whereas T.O., it's like, well, what punch... What, what what offense in his arsenal, what argument could you make against T.O. against Jerry Rice, who... I don't think any of us can debate. Jerry Rice is the measuring stick yes. for wide receivers. Yes. They and all least, fall in line behind him. Right. And at least Moss can score a few blows. And th- and, th- and in the end, that's why I'm going to say I think Moss edges out T.O.
1: That's hard to argue with that. I give you that. you know. But when I look at T.O., man, just to close this out, you know, I agree with you when it comes to jerseys because of Moss's explosion, his athleticism. And you were right when you said they're both supreme athletes in different ways. Right. Moss is a, just a freak, you know, just a freak of nature. Big, fast, can move, long striders. You know, Teo physically strong, big, you know, physically thick, built, can run in the middle, can help in the running game. And why I still think I give Teo the true slant against Moss. Like, it is a hard battle to beat Randy Moss, T.O., But at the end of the day, when I look at who I wanted, I wanted the guy who could play hard. I wanted the guy who can go across the middle. You know, and I want a guy who, you know, we always talk about uh, Tio's issues. Never had them with Steve Young. No. Because he
0: respected Steve Young. He's a Hall of Famer.
1: And the best year that Moss had was with Brady because he respected Brady. So we ask ourselves, what could Teo have done if he'd respected a quarterback?
0: Right. I, I, you know, I, I we can only yeah. guess, but chances are it, it, it's going to be great. Um, so guys, what do you guys think? Who is the greatest receiver of their era? Randy Moss, T.O., who is it? We know Jerry Rice is the GOAT, but who's number two? Because this is basically a battle for number two. So put it in the comments on YouTube, you know, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching Gridiron Fights. You know, give us some feedback. Tell us if you'd like to see us do a Gridiron Fights. You know, I've got a couple requests that we're going to go over. So, like I said, let us know how you like the show. I am Philip Enriquez for Eric Hernandez. This has been Episode 4 of Gridiron Fights. And we will catch you on the flip side.